0: Hello. You are listening to Legacy of Leadership, a podcast celebrating seventy years of the UAB School of Nursing. My name is Erica Teko and I'm a marketing specialist at the UAB School of Nursing.
1: And I'm Margaret Kenny Hanlon, and former faculty member uh, for many years, and have seen the growth of this institution for a long time. Some people even think I'm a historian, which is kind of frightening, but. Uh, uh, have two degrees from the School of Nursing and then a doctorate from the Catholic University in Washington, D.C.
0: So to start off in our conversation, I'd love to hear when did you first realize you wanted to enter nursing and what was your journey into nursing like?
1: I think I always wanted to be a nurse. When people ask me that, I think, well, if I wasn't a nurse, what would I do? And I think I would be a high school English teacher or maybe college English teacher. I think I'd like that better than high school. Um, but I can't remember ever wanting to do anything else. My aunt Marguerite, for whom I'm named, um, was a nurse in Saint Albans, Vermont, and she was highly regarded. They have a a room there, a suite of some kind that bears her name. And while we only visited every two years as I grew up, because it was so far to go in an un, un- air conditioned old car, that. Um, I do remember hearing her talk about her adventures and thinking that was pretty cool.
0: And when you first had this idea to become a nurse and you got to watch your aunt, did you ever realize that after your career you would have had such an impact on nurses and students and helped to move things forward as you have?
1: Of course not. I, <laughs> I never dreamed of being a faculty member in a school of nursing. and. Um, just sort of grew into that idea. When I finished my baccalaureate degree, I said, I'll never go back to school. And when I did and finished my master's, I said, that's it, not doing any more. And then I ended up in a doctoral program and, of course, when I graduated, I began to look for a faculty position.
0: What were some of the draws that kept you going back to school despite thinking initially that, nope, that's the last degree, that's the last degree?
1: I don't think I know exactly. It was sort of being in the right place at the right time, I think. Um, I do remember that there were not doctoral degrees in nursing uh, at the time that I completed my my master's degree, at least anywhere nearby, and I don't think there were any anywhere. But um, I remember thinking about doing a doctorate in education not real excited about that and uh, said I was 30 years old and I said to my father I'll be 33 years old when I finish this degree and he said, Margie, how old are you going to be if you don't go to school? So then I just started thinking about um, looking around and found a, a, an actual doctorate in the field which, in, which I liked very much.
0: And I think the fact that seeing that transition of the doctorate um, being developed for nursing, it's one of the many examples of how the rules of nurses have changed and then the um, degree opportunities for nurses have changed. What has it been like to see that transition of nursing over time, and are there any changes that really stand out in your mind or your experience?
1: I think it's very exciting to see the changes. You know, in 1957, when I decided to enroll in a in a university program in nursing uh... were just so many limitations you you could work in public health or you could work in a hospital dreadfully maybe in a doctor's office but not very many opportunities and then you began to see them them grow through master's opportunities uh, dean hickson was most visionary she barely got the baccalaureate degree started when she developed a graduate program in nursing and That, you know, that was very significant, I think. And then um, um, to think about other opportunities in nursing, and now they are unlimited. I I tell students that I speak to, and including my own uh, granddaughter, that um, nursing prepares you for so many things. Um, You can develop skills that you can use anywhere, not just in the the limited places that were available to me in 1957.
0: (laughs) And one thing I hear a lot is how nursing is art and science, and it kind of marries those two together um, in the form of care and providing health care to individuals. How do you think all of these different degree options um, help prepare nurses to meld those two distinct thought practices together and then also how do you what are some of the other skills that you think nurses develop that most people don't even realize?
1: Well certainly whatever the degree is whether it's the baccalaureate or advanced uh, best practices is in front of everybody and you can only develop those through research and blending the researcher with the clinician so I think those those opportunities are just amazing whatever whatever career path you choose. And then in terms of um, skills, certainly critical thinking, um, communications, um, decision-making particularly quickly sometimes without all the information that you would like. Um, if you look at some of our graduates and um, the paths they've chosen, you can see where these skills that they developed at an early time in their nursing career have served them well.
0: And looking at the UAB School of Nursing, how do you think we have helped shape the future of nursing and help shape future nurse leaders as well?
1: I think this School of Nursing um, has been on the pioneering side of almost everything that I have seen occur in nursing over my 60 years, I guess it almost is. Um, We had wonderful leadership, beginning with Dean Hickson and continuing with um, the other deans. And as a faculty member, uh, I was greatly enhanced with what I could do by the leadership provided by those deans.
0: uh, so how do you think this school has helped to shape the future of nursing as well as future nurse leaders?
1: Uh, the visions of these, these leaders and I include in that Gene Kelly. I used to say that the worst thing that could happen to me uh, in a day at work was to hear from Jean Kelly and initially it was either a telephone call or a note pinned to my chair and then of course it became the computer. But uh, she always had something new that she wanted to do, which disrupted my plans for the day uh, a whole lot. But as I can look back in my rearview mirror, I can see that um, um, the visions that she and the and the deans that she worked with. Uh, made this, this school of nursing sort of a flagship for so much that has happened, not just in this state, but in, in the country and then our influence internationally.
0: And then with Gene Kelly, are there any particular notes that you got on your chair or any particular projects that might've looked like, ah, oh, there goes my schedule for the day, but in looking back, they really stand out as a significant turning point in your career?
1: Not one in particular, but just that there were so many of them. Um, she she never let any grass grow under her feet, and um, I don't know if she would go to a meeting somewhere and come back with all these new ideas, or how she how she came about them. But um, it was it was constant, and uh, we were always moving forward. And as I look back even though I grumbled a lot, um, it was a very good thing for this School of Nursing.
0: You've remained involved with the UAB School of Nursing. What is it about the school that makes you want to continue to be involved and continue to support students and come back as a guest on a podcast?
1: (laughs) Well, I remember when Judy Holcomb um, retired, she said, call me for all social occasions. So I certainly do want to do that and keep up with people that I've known for a long time and people that I've just most recently met. But I think this School of Nursing almost is in my DNA. I've been with it, you know, so long and have such appreciation for the, the people who are here now and the people who, made, who paved the way uh, for what is happening now. And I certainly don't want to miss uh, an opportunity to be part of anything that happens here.
0: And you were able to recently attend our scholarship luncheon with some of our students. Um, did you get the chance to talk with a lot of them? And were there any individuals that maybe their individual story stood out to you, or you were like excited to see where that one goes?
1: Um, the the young woman who is the recipient of the John Wilson Rogers um, endowed scholarship, I got to sit with her and have my picture made with her and. Uh, she is um in the field that I have a lot of affinity for the cardiovascular uh nursing. She works now in a transplant uh unit while she um, is getting her her master's listening to the the ones who spoke was very inspiring um What marvelous young people and you know you just know that they're going to to pursue their goals and do great things for nursing, um, it's always a fun, a fun uh, luncheon to attend.
0: And I love how you mentioned that, like the school of nursing is kind of in your DNA, um, just because we want to keep everyone connected with us, and you know, your experience is so valuable. Are there any? Um, ways that you hope people look back on your legacy or is it even strange to hear like my legacy?
1: It is strange to think about that but um, some things come to mind. We had a 40th year reunion from some of our cardiovascular graduates last year and they came here and they got to see the new building and um, you know, we got to spend a, a weekend together and it was so much fun. But what I, one thing I remember was one of the graduates told Dean Harper, she said, my degree from, from this school of nursing has opened every door that I've ever wanted to be opened in my career. Just the fact that I graduated from this school of nursing. And, you know, then you hear, um, students talk about the, the doctoral papers and that it helped them learn to write and um, you know I'm happy that it made such an Im- impression on them although at the time I I'm pretty sure it did not but I knew that would be important in their careers. Um, the, the focus of a legacy on me is, is uh, really incomplete because of all the people that I worked with and was surrounded with, and particularly the small group of faculty in the cardiovascular major, Donna Packer, Martha Branyon, and Linda Myers. Um, we were a close-knit group, but we worked so well together, and I think because of that, we attracted wonderful students to our program and can see where they have gone from now. And then the faculty, the larger faculty, um, always supportive, and uh, even the university, this university is known for collaboration, and I never once had anyone anywhere turn me down when I made a request for something. So um, it's not just my legacy, I think it speaks to this university and this school of nursing.
0: Are there any stories of your time here or stories of being able to watch a student, a former student's success throughout their career that stand out to you that you'd like to share today?
1: Oh I can tell you a funny story about uh, a class uh, and then a story about a a graduate um, that I've stayed close to. We were in some kind of disarray with remodeling this building before we got this this wonderful new building. And there was not a classroom for the class that I was teaching. And it was on congenital heart disease, which of course you had to have pictures. Uh, you couldn't talk about that without pictures. And so we were assigned to uh, a room in a basement uh, that used to, to be here. and And I had arranged to have the I'm sure it was a slide projector at the time to display on the wall but it was it displayed with a you know a big picture and I couldn't point out what I needed to point out and there was a mop in the corner so I got the mop and used it to as my pointer and of course the students teased me about that then and some of them still mention it even to this day And then in terms of watching a student, um, uh, I think of Joanne Dish. She came early in, in my career here, like the second group, I think. She was terribly grateful for being accepted here. She came from Milwaukee. And she was the clown in the group. But she and her classmates bonded, and bonded with me and, and the faculty. We had a, we just had a good time in the one to two years that they were here, and then you see where she has, has gone, um, chairman of the board of AARP, um, professor um, professor emeritus at the University of Minnesota, uh, all kinds of boards and presidencies and so forth, uh, and you. You see someone like that and you follow them and and it does make you proud that you had a part in that. The other part is that we attracted very good students and but glad we got her.
0: I really enjoy hearing stories like that. I had the chance to talk with uh, Pat Thompson yesterday about how UAB also provided her with a unique opportunity because she was able to go from BSN to Masters. And work with on clinicals while she was getting her masters and she said I just knew that if I had taken a gap between school and a gap between programs I never would have finished because she saw instructors during her BSN program and then look at you know what all she's done with Sigma and things like that Um, So one question that I've been asking individuals to wrap up the episodes with is if there is a student a nursing student listening to this or an early career nurse, what advice would you give them?
1: Well, I have a granddaughter who's a nursing student as we speak is she, and here is she, she's here not. Nursing she lives, not. lives in Tennessee and she is at Middle Tennessee State University where one of our graduates, uh, Jenny Salls, is the dean. So that's, that's very exciting. But um, what I tell her is um, to, to work hard, it's not easy to uh, maneuver a, a nursing program, and to um, always be thinking about the ancillary things that she's learning, not just, you know, what's in the textbook, but watching other people, and, and uh, particularly in the clinical area, uh, what um, what she's seeing that looks favorable to her, and what she sees that perhaps Could change because I'm sure there are a lot of things that could change if someone took the initiative so not not to be shy but um, to to be attentive to what's going on around her
0: what is it like for her to be a nurse as well do you feel like she's following in your footsteps I think so
1: Uh, she had a opportunity to take care of her grandmother when she was uh, terminal terminally ill and I think that had a big impression on her. She's very compassionate and, and concerned with others. I think she'll be a great nurse.
0: All right. Well, Dr. Kinney, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. It's been great to get to talk with you. Thank you.
1: Enjoyed it very much.